It's often the little things, small behaviors, that can change our lives. That's the power of a financial edge. I'm Ed Meek. I'm a financial advisor with a passion to help you retire early, save more, and live better. Welcome to Ed's Edge, the podcast to help you live the life you've always wanted. What got you here won't get you there. Two stories. Famous people. Nicolas Cage. I was going to say great actor. It's debatable, but actor who's made among the most money out of any actor for a long time was making a lot of money. Made a lot of money, invested it very, very poorly. He didn't file for bankruptcy, but lost everything. Story two, another famous person, Shaquille O'Neal. If anyone knows anything about sports, one of the best basketball players ever. He's larger than life. He's a huge, huge Literally human. larger than life. Yeah, like he's like seven foot two. Like when he's trim, he's 300 pounds. Um, he is huge. His story is he started making money right out of college. He was a, a great college athlete, was the first pick and started making lots of money. And he started spending a lot of money right away. And his dad pulled him aside, had him meet an accountant. And he credits this accountant as someone who pulled him aside and said, Shaq, you can't keep doing this or you won't have anything. And so what he did was he made a lot of money on advertisements as well as his salary. And he decided to just invest all of the money from one and spend the money from the other. And since then, he has invested his money very well, invested in a lot of businesses. And now he's worth, I think the last time I saw, they guess at $400 million. Now he made a lot of money, but he was wise about it. Yeah. And so why are we talking about famous people as it relates to a finance podcast? So you've heard it before. Live within your means. Save for a rainy day. Budget well. Invest in your future. All these concepts. All, we, all of it's important. It's sound advice, generally speaking. But today we wanted to talk about a different topic that really isn't brought up enough, which is this idea of staying wealthy. So you've made it, you, you've, you've built up a nice nest egg that you're comfortable with. The ball game changes. Mm -hmm. It's no longer, you're no longer in build mode. You're in, you know, preserve and, and, and preservation and growth mode to some extent. But it's a different strategy. Because what got you to that place, it's so different once you're in that place. Yeah, yeah. And, and we tend to combine the two. And, and we want to really drive home today that they're very different approaches to the financial world. So I've got two scenarios for you. These are more likely scenarios for you on the audience and us because the two people I talked about made exorbitant amounts of money that you know none of us really make. It's very few. Uh, but most likely, the first scenario you could see in the chart is a 20-year-old, close to college, maybe just graduated from college, has $1,000, and can invest it in the stock market. So let's assume they can invest in the stock market. You will see that there's a chance that that money could double in three or four years. There have been three or four year periods of time when the stock market goes up really fast and it doubles to $2,000. There's also, during my lifetime, since I've been helping clients on a couple few occasions, the market can go, go down 50%. And you could see in that scenario, that $1,000 can go down to 500. These are real life, realistic, even investing in the regular stock market scenario. The 20 year old can, can afford to do that. Because the stock market historically, 
is the economy. And as long as the economy recovers, it will come back. Second scenario is somebody who now fast forward 40 years has accumulated money. And let's say they have a, a million dollars. That million dollars, if we still had it in the stock market, it could double in three or four years to two million, which would be great. It could also go down 50%, as we know, very, very quickly. And if that happens, that screws everything up. That screws up your long-term planning because what if you're getting close to wanting to live off of it? So both scenarios, how you handle them, very, very different. Yeah. And the math is the same. If you notice, you know, doubling or cut in half based on, you know, we, we called it a hypothetical coin flip. Um, the math is the same, but often the answers will be different based on the stage of life we're in. And that's what we're talking about. And so if I can summarize it in one word, it's survival. When you talk about getting wealthy, survival. I'm going to throw up another chart. I know it's going to be busy. I know there'll be a lot of numbers here. I just want to share a, the math behind why survival and getting wealthy is so critical. Let's look at the one on the very left. You lose 10% in a given year. How much do you need to make back in percentage terms to get back to where you started? It's not 10. It's a little bit more. It's 11 mm -hmm. because you have less money to work with. Now let's shift all the way to, I'm not even going to go to the furthest right, the second from the right. You got cut in half like that example we talked about. Now, same question applies. How much more percentage-wise do you need to earn to get back to where you started? It's not 50. It's not even close. It's 100%. You need to double your money. So you got that million dollars, you get cut to 500. You need to double it to get back to where you started. So again, survival, avoiding these big negative losses, critical. And, and, you know, in the quickest scenarios, the market can double in three to four years, but that's like great scenario. Most likely it might take eight, nine, 10, 11 years to kind of double back. So if you're 60 and you're going to live off your investments pretty quick, you can't afford to take that kind of hit. And so this chart I have been using for ever since I started the company. And it's something that we will show people that as you're accumulating, depending on your situation, it's not that we don't believe in the stock market. We definitely do. It's just not everything in the stock market for this very reason. So, Ed, you know me and my sports analogies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share another one here as it relates to what we we're just talking about. So, football. Imagine yourself. You're marching down the field and you've made it to the red zone. You're almost there. And now all of a sudden you're, you're in the two-yard line. And, you know, you're, you're doing a QB sneak. You're, you're, you're uh, you know, catching a ball and trying to get it in the end zone. And no one's in front of you. Do you want to showboat? Do you want to hold that ball out? Do you want to dance around? Like those around? wide receivers who want to show yeah. everybody how great they are, right? Yeah. You run the risk of fumbling. You run the risk of stepping out of bounds. Maybe someone catches up to you for showboating. You're Instead close of just to the taking the guaranteed touchdown six points, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All that work for nothing, potentially. So um, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you invest in the stock market a, a year, two years, right at retirement. You get all your money in the stock market at that point in time you are running the risk of fumbling. It can really, really screw things up. So yeah, this one was a good one, James. Good, good sports <laughs> <Okay>. analogy. Uh, <laughs> but, I know, share too many with him and sometimes he just rolls his eyes, but uh, I guess this one, this one's stuck. The camera guy, he cuts out me rolling my eyes a lot <laughs> okay. just because I do it so often. But we've seen it time and time again, right? Uh, where we've timed the market in the past or we've seen people who've timed the market in the past and it, it feels like they can keep doing it. That's one of the biggest risks if if people get to the sidelines, it works. It generally is really difficult to keep doing that. And eventually, um, 
once you've kind of got to that point and you've made it, you know, what happens when the music stops? What happens when the market eventually goes against you? You have to have it set up. So let's talk about the potential do's and don'ts of staying wealthy. So I'm going to be the good cop. Do diversify, diversify, diversify. Even when you're young, diversify in stocks. As you get older, bring into account more bonds, but make sure you're diversified. So I guess that makes me the bad cop. Is yes, that what you're alluding you, to? Yep, time. Very politely. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, don'ts, I guess. Uh, one don't along those lines on diversify is don't have too much concentration in any individual stock or overall too much risk when you're at that stage of life. Don't do that. If you do have the desire to want to put it in a very high concentrated stock or let's say Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, make sure you do a small enough amount where if it goes to zero, which these things happen, that it's not going to screw up your financial plan. Do that. Do not try to play catch up looking to make up for lost time. This is big. If you feel like you're behind, do not take undue risk trying to play catch up. Very dangerous. Do make sure as you plan for your financial plan that it's not going to go according to the way you want. That's part of planning. Along similar lines, do not be married to every single number that your financial plan says. Mm. Life is life changes account for room for error. Do believe in yourself and your skills and your value to the world. Optimism is so healthy and we don't talk about it enough on this podcast. You're right. You're right. Uh, along similar lines, taking the opposite approach here, right? So we want to be optimistic. Do not think you are invincible. Stay humble. Remember those famous individuals we talked about, they fell into that trap. And so in conclusion, a question we wanted to leave you with to really understand, you know, am I in a good spot? Do I need to shift to the staying wealthy mode? Is ask yourself this question, answer it honestly. No one else is going to answer this but you. If the worst case were to happen to myself today financially, how long would my money last? Based on that answer should help you determine what some of the strategies you should take. It's a good question for everybody. Yeah. What got you here won't get you there. Just remember that. Well said. All right. I think that brings us to Ed's food for thought. There's, there's a change in the scenario, and I no longer want you here. So we please, are planning please, for my please leave. plan not going according to plan. Okay, I guess I'm out. We'll talk to you later next time. We have a special guest today. A more important guest than James, Nikki from our office. Hi, Hi Nikki. Ed. So I've shared a lot of recipes, good dishes, good restaurants. And in the office, we do talk about food a lot still. In fact, that's a prerequisite to work here at Edge. You have to talk about food. So Nikki likes to cook. And I said, Nikki, what's, what's like a recipe you love to make that people love when you make? And what did you tell me? Macaroni and cheese. A good basic staple. Why why this macaroni and cheese, Nikki? It's not the macaroni and cheese that comes in a box. Uh -huh. um, it's a homemade macaroni and cheese. My aunt made this the first time like 20 plus years ago, brought mm. it to Christmas dinner. I've been making it since. Uh, my boyfriend's daughters ask for it all the time. 
Um, it's got Greer cheese, Ooh. sharp white cheddar, a ton of butter. It's not your diet food. It's funny you said that about the craft because this weekend, uh, my wife and I had the grandkids uh, over and I said to her, what's the most, what's the thing you're most excited about? And there's a little restaurant in downtown Glen Ellen next door. It's called Two Toots, T-O-O-T-S. It has a little train that goes all the way throughout the restaurant. So kids love watching the train, the food drops it. And we ordered macaroni and cheese because, you know, kids, that's one of the only staples they eat. And sure enough, Kraft macaroni and cheese came out. So if you don't want to stick with the Kraft macaroni and cheese, grab the recipe. It's awesome. Thanks to Nikki. This podcast represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time, should not be relied upon as investment advice, and is not intended to predict or depict performance of any investment. Any specific recommendations or comparisons that are made as to particular securities or strategies are for illustrative purposes only and are not meant as investment advice for any viewer.